The Injured Senior Podcast is here to help. Like it or not, the senior and elderly population is vulnerable to negligence committed by medical professionals, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, pharmaceutical and medical device companies, insurance companies, and everyday individuals and businesses. Your host, Steve Heisler, creator of the National Injured Senior Law Center, has been advocating for seniors' rights for over 30 years and is bringing you answers to your questions. This is the Injured Senior Podcast. This is Steve Heisler. You're listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. And I am chatting with Martha Kelso, CEO of Wound Care Plus, about Moleculite, a new technology emerging in wound care. So, Martha, let's say that there is a family member who can be uh, given the role of wound tracker, uh, as you've Mm -hmm. talked about before. (laughs) What should this person be looking for as far as trying to detect infection or at least have enough suspicion that they would want uh, the nursing home or or the long-term care facility to go ahead and and, uh, use the moleculite to see if there actually is an infection? Mm -hmm. You know, my key markers are, is the wound getting bigger or smaller? The, The skin that surrounds the wound, does it look normal? Like, is it the same color as the rest of that person's skin? Uh, if so, that's a great thing. If not, we need to be suspecting infection or further tissue damage. Another marker is the drainage. Is the drainage getting worse? Is the drainage getting better? Some drainage is good. We want moist wound healing. We don't want a, a wound to air out and become dry. Cells cannot move across the wound bed to fill the wound bed in and heal it when we have a dry, desiccated wound. So moist wound healing is fine, but if the drainage is saturating the dressing, we may have infection. It may be stuck in an inflammatory cycle due to infection or biofilm. Uh, Biofilm is something that stalls wounds out and keeps them from healing. So as a family member, is it getting bigger or smaller? The skin surrounding the wound, does it look normal or does it have other colors in it? And then what's the drainage doing? And if you're rounding virtually, you can't smell. But you can ask the nurse, does the wound have a smell today? And then, again, how's, how's dad doing? How's his appetite? If the appetite's down, we may be having early infection. How's dad's level of consciousness? Is he confused today? Does he think he's back on the farm in, from 1940? If so, he may have an infection brewing. Um, and then color of the drainage. We want wound drainage to be fairly clear or pinkish clear, what we call serosanguinous. But when it starts turning yellow, thick, green, those other colors, that's not healthy. And so that would also be a symptom of infection. So that wound tracker, those are the things I would teach them to look at. And and if anyone who's listening wants to go to your website, they can get kind of like a checklist uh, uh, as far as whether or not there's infection or the possibility of, of infection, correct? Correct. There's an online library on our website at www.my 
www.transitionsofcareplus.com. And on the website, there's a guide called Transitions of Care Guide, Clinician's Resource. We wrote this, uh, a group of us got together across the country and published this document. But inside the document is what we call the wound care flags. And we wrote this for non-medical people. And so the wound care flags is green flag, yellow flag, red flag. The green flag is things like do they have no fever, no wound odor, oh, pain. I forgot to mention pain. Pain's another thing. If the wound is becoming more painful, it may be infected. Um, but it gives you the questions to ask for, as if a loved one or a family member. And then it also gives you the what should they be doing. If these things are true... Here's what you should expect from the staff and the wound provider. And so that document, again, is in the Transitions of Care Guide, and we call it the Wound Care Flags Checklist. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like a, a vital tool that families should use uh, to make sure that their loved one is not going to be in a, in a position where they could get so sick from an infection that they die or, mm-hmm. or have an amputation. Maybe I'm sounding naive, but can't, uh, family members, loved ones, caregivers, can't they just rely on the personnel in a long-term care setting to do that? And that's where, you know, I go back to my days of when I first became a bedside nurse. If families were relying on me, I was just getting started. I had, you know, one one-thousandth of the knowledge that I have now, and it took me years to develop that knowledge. So the best thing we can do is ask questions as loved ones. And, you know, I always think about the four, my four favorite questions. And, you know, I wrote them to help educate my mother about my father's condition. And my dad didn't have wounds. But, it's you know, those four questions are, why is the wound there? How do you know? What's keeping it from healing? And what are you doing about it? And as family, those are the four questions we should be asking about healthcare conditions for our loved ones. You know, why does my dad have high blood pressure? How do you know what's keeping his high blood pressure from coming down? And what are you doing about it, doctor? You know, those those four questions are integral in healthcare, and you can plug them into almost any scenario. I highly recommend plugging them in in a wound care setting. So maybe the wound monitor doesn't want to look at the wound themselves, but you can ask those four questions, and you can ask yeah, about drainage, odor, temperature, you know, those things. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's really, really important. And, again, you don't want to play around with your uh, loved one's life. And while I think what you said that is most important is that you don't know what you're getting. It's like playing Russian roulette. You don't know what you're getting when you've got the person, the bedside person who's seeing your loved one every day. You could get a Martha mm-hmm. Kelso, but chances are more likely you're going to get someone like a Steve Heisler. <laughs> the, who really, you know, just has no experience, knows really not, you know, knows nothing about uh, pressure ulcers or, or wound care and inf- infection. So I think mm-hmm. that that's really, really uh, just some good information that you're imparting. Uh, finally, Martha, what kind of impact do you think that this new device will have on infection control when it's fully implemented across the country? 
I think it's game saving and limb limb saving. Any time we can avoid amputation in lower extremities, it's a win win. And I, I'm gonna, you know, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I believe that, uh, say, a toe or a forefoot amputation, we drop these people's life expectancies down to five years. So anytime somebody's been amputated, we know that they're not going to be here in the next five years. And it's, I think it's 85% pass away That's within terrible. five years. I'm, I don't have those stats right in front of me, but it's, it's some astronomical number that just makes you want to clutch your chest. So we can keep their limbs attached because we're not, because we're identifying infection early and not having to toss antibiotics at them and cause more polypharmacy and drug-drug interaction, that's a really big deal. And we can have real-time feedback at the bedside where we're not guessing whether or not it's infected. 95% of the time, it's accurate. That's huge. And again, we've had abscesses that we absolutely would have missed with the trained eye. And I, I... you know, I tell people in the beginning of the pandemic, I, you know, I'm out in the field, I have my new N95 mask on, and it didn't dawn on me that I couldn't smell wound drainage. And smelling wound drainage is one of our classic signs and symptoms of infection. If the wound drainage stinks, it's infected. Well, guess what? I have an N95 mask on now, and I can't smell drainage. And the reason why it was so prolific in my mind, I kept putting the dressing closer and closer to my face, this dressing that I've pulled off of somebody, off their wound, and I'm putting it closer and closer to my face. I can't figure out why I can't smell it. It didn't dawn on me. I couldn't smell through the N95 mask. And to the point that I accidentally contaminated my mask because I got the dressing so close. And then I had to take my mask off I contaminated two N95 masks in the middle of the pandemic before I realized, Martha, knock that off. This this thing that you've been doing for 20-some-odd years, smelling wound drainage, you can't do, kiddo. you got to rely on something else now. And so one of the symptoms that we hands down re- have relied on for decades all of a sudden has been taken away from us. Yeah. And so it was a, almost a panic moment of, okay, now what? Yeah, another... Uh terrible consequence of uh, COVID, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Not being able to smell because of your, of your protective uh, mask. Mm-hmm. And should yeah. we have been smelling drainage anyway? I think about, you know, the bacteria that's in that drainage that I'm now intentionally inhaling up my nose, right? Should I really be trying to smell for MRSA and VRE? The things that nurses and doctors, you know, the things that we go through being medical professionals and the, the rare and unusual bacteria we get exposed to. So um, there's a better way, and I don't have to smell drainage now. And we are still masking up. We, we're, you know, Wound Care Plus, we're still going in the field with our N95 masks, even in the areas that have been, uh, you know, the restrictions have lifted or maybe are not as strict. Because we're mobile, we are still masking up. We don't want to transmit this thing to other people. So, well, moleculite is really exciting, Martha. It's going to have, as you've said, it's going to have a really, really dramatic, um, just a just a dramatic effect on saving lives and saving limbs. 
which in in effect uh, saves lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope it becomes a standard of care for our elderly. They need it. Good to know, Martha. You're like the FedEx or the UPS gal. <laughs> you deliver the goods on time. So, Steve, you're so I feel funny. like a Thank broken record every time I, I conclude my podcast. When you're on it, I'm always saying this was really, really informative <laughs> and really, really good information. Uh, so I just want to thank you for coming on. If our listeners at Injured Senior Nation want to find you online, how, how can they do that? Oh, thank you for asking. Our website is www.mywoundcareplus.com. Wound Care Plus is also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. They can also call our office at 888-256-3814. A lot of people choose to message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. You're welcome to message us on those formats, too. Our email address, if that's easier, is office at mywoundcareplus.com. Great. And you're based out of the Midwest, but you are slowly... Uh, moving into a lot of different states outside of the Midwest, correct? That's correct. We're we're trying to grow into all 48 continental United States because we know the need is out there. We know there's a better way to do wound care, and we want to be that wound care provider of choice. Well, that's great to know. Thanks again, Martha. We're going to have you back for a fifth time uh, to Woo-hoo! the uh, Injured Senior <laughs> Podcast with Martha Kelso. We're, we're, we're going to have that coming up again because we can never talk enough wound care uh, and uh, bed sores and pressure ulcers. So thanks a lot for coming back on, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks so much, Steve. See you soon. You got it. Injured Senior Nation, thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to again thank Martha Kelso, uh, pressure ulcer and bed sore expert, for appearing on the show today. If you love the Injured Senior Podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to share your story on an upcoming show, feel free to email me at steve at injuredseniorhotline.com. I answer all emails and would love to get your story, whether it's about a bed sore Uh, any type of experience in a nursing home, assisted living, or long-term care setting. So feel free to email me. Until next time, my good friends, I am so looking forward to next week's show. Stay well, stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us at InjuredSeniorPodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To find out more or to get help at any time, visit InjuredSeniorPodcast.com or call 855-622-6530. That's 855-622-6530.